Greetings, cabin crew. Welcome to another episode of the Conversation Cabin Podcast. And I'm your host, Farah. How are you doing out there, cabin crew? Are you ready for tonight's story? It's going to be a doozy. So, I've always been fascinated with UFOs and alien stories. There's just something intriguing about the possibility of life beyond our planet and the idea that we are not alone in the universe. From the famous Roswell incident to the recent Pentagon UFO sightings, the subject of extraterrestrial life has captured the imagination of people for generations. While some dismiss the phenomenon as mere myth, others believe that there is a wealth of evidence to suggest that we have been visited by beings from other worlds. Whether or not there is any truth to these stories remains a mystery, but the fascination with the unknown and possibility of what lies beyond our own planet continue to captivate and inspire us. Since the 1940s, there have been countless reports of UFO sightings around the world with varying degrees of credibility. While many sightings can be attributed to natural phenomena or human-made objects, some remain unexplained, fueling speculation about the existence of extraterrestrial life. In the United States, the number of reported UFO sightings have increased significantly since the 1940s, with peaks in the 50s and 60s and a resurgence in recent years. The prevalence of technology and social media have also made it easier for people to document and share their sightings, leading to a growing interest in the subject. While the scientific community remains skeptical about the existence of UFOs, The fascination and mystery surrounding them continue to captivate the public, and I am one of those people. I have always asked myself, are we really the best that life can create? No. I don't believe that we are the only living humanoid-type beings on this earth or dimension. With as much negativity that we tend to spread division that we love to create among ourselves, the fact that we can kill our own, kill others, we're greedy, selfish, narcissistic, human beings, no, no. This can't be all that the universe created because then the universe did a horrible job. I'm going to tell you an unbelievable story. Examining the evidence The Virginia UFO case revisited. Stay tuned, cabin crew. Now, before we get into the Virginia incident, I want to let you know about a few other crashes that happened in Brazil. So, in September 7th, 1957, in Ubatuba, Brazil, 
there were eyewitnesses that observed an object descending at amazing speeds from the sky. Before hitting the water, it explodes. Fragments collected on the beach are sent to a lab to be analyzed. The headline that was in the local newspaper read, Scientific analysis confirms extraterrestrial magnesium from the alleged Ubatuba flying saucer. Then in Trinidad, Brazil, January 16, 1958, a photographer and the crew aboard a Brazilian Navy vessel witness a disc-shaped object maneuvering over the ocean. The photographer grabs his camera and takes a few pictures. Linz, Brazil, 1968, a resident, Maria Josintra dos Santos, had a close encounter of the third kind when asked what the size was of the disc she saw, she answered, quote, It looked like a big plate. Enormous plate. Enormous. And it looked like inside the device was another person. I, I didn't know if it was a man or a woman. When the disc flew away, though, the lights in the hospital went out. And so did the lights of the whole town. 1977 in Calaris, Brazil. Previously classified Brazilian Air Force documents contain accounts of several UFOs witnessed by the Captain Holanda of the Brazilian Air Force and other military personnel and civilians. They detected nine forms of objects, probes, craft shaped like other flying saucers. All the reports went to Comar No. 1 Air Force Base, then to Brasilia. The reports with photos described several unknown craft with like a glowing red aura around them is what they looked like. And these photos were captured by the military, so they weren't doctored in any way. And some officers even claimed to see occupants. Another case, May 19, 1986, named the Night of UFOs over San Paula. Six Brazilian fighter jets chased more than a dozen UFOs. One of the soldiers yelled over his mic, quote, It's not an airplane. What is that? There's three of them. There, there's even more. Woo! Look, one passed over there. The control tower replied, uh, 100 to 150 right in front of Mike Bravo Zulu. Got it? The guy is after it. The Ministry of the Air Force confirmed this encounter in a press conference. So as you can see, Brazil takes these sightings seriously. It seems U.S. just gathers evidence and sits on it. One of the pilots in this case was quoted saying, Our job was to simply approach and identify 
but we couldn't even get close, much less identify. In 1998, there was a young boy by the name of Alan Bruno de Oliveira. He was actually videotaping and caught this object. Now, this is what he had said. Quote, at first I didn't believe it. I thought this can't be. Then the light went down fast and approached. You see the light coming down. The object got very close to the houses. It goes behind a light pole, then strolls throughout the neighborhood with irregular movement. I couldn't explain what it was or how it moved like that. And it's really cool. If you watch the documentary, you can see what I just described. It's like this weird orb of sorts. It's an object that's uh, illuminating itself. And it comes down from the sky, kind of bounces around by the street, goes through like between yards and behind homes. It's really cool. So I just wanted to give you a little brief history about Brazil and their UFO crashes and sightings, etc. before we get into the main one that we're talking about this evening. So, first of all, let me introduce to you the character Carlos de Souza. So, he is the one that actually saw the UFO crash. He explained the experience like this. It was floating, losing altitude. It looked like a washing machine struggling. Do, 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 fighting to keep its altitude. So that's just a little bit of what Carlos de Souza had mentioned in his testimony statement back in 1996. And it was the only known interview that Carlos had given because he vanished for 26 years until in 2019, 2020, around there, that Moment of Contact documentary came out about the Virginia incident and they met up with Carlos once again and he wanted to tell his story. But there was a few other people that had actually witnessed the UFO crash as well. Now, what this couple had said they seen was they saw a cigar-shaped so it was like a long cigar shaped thing. The speed made it look like it was in trouble. It passed by them very slowly. But now going back to Carlos's interview, he described what he saw in a similar way. Now, this is a couple of sentences from his new interview that he did in that documentary. So it was an early morning when I was driving on the highway, I was going to meet friends to fly ultralight planes. And that's when everything happened. I saw this cigar-shaped object with a part torn off. It headed toward the highway. I was driving on the freeway below it. It was a height of about 400, 300 meters or so. It was losing altitude, losing, losing altitude. It went all the way to the road. And, and then by the road, it made a 360 turn and, and came around, kept losing altitude, of course, and then it gained altitude again. And when it arrived, 
approximately about 100 to 150 meters from where I was, the engines totally died and it went down as if it couldn't sustain the necessary lifting force to fly. It totally lost it and then went poof to the ground. There, there must be some people in there, I said, and, and, and those people are going to need help right now. What an account that was. Carlos, <laughs> the body language tells the tale that this happened. The fact that he vanished for almost 30 years tells me that he didn't give a statement for fame or fortune. It was more of an annoyance than anything. Now, right after this crash happened, a few hours later, we'll just say. So we go to the three little girls back in 96 that had came across one of the aliens. Liliane, Katya, and Valkyria opted to take a shortcut back home through an empty parking lot when they reportedly encountered a strange creature. According to their account, the creature had massive red eyes, oily brown skin, feet shaped like the letter V, and three rounded bulges on its head, which was later compared to the legendary South American creature referred to as the Chubacabra. The beast also gave off an unpleasant odor. When it focused his attention on the girls, they ran away in a disoriented, unsteady manner. They returned later with their curious mother to the spot and witnessed an ammonia-like stench. Several days later, another creature was supposedly discovered on the side of a road and retrieved by three military vehicles. Rumors circulated in Virginia of military forces congregating around a base and strange activity at the hospital. And consequently, many residents believed that the Brazilian army had apprehended various aliens. Over the following year, additional individuals approached the media with accounts of cylindrical spacecraft and other creatures being discovered in places such as the local Virginia Zoo, which was broadcast primarily on television networks. Even the Wall Street Journal published an article regarding the event. As a result of this incident, Virginia saw a substantial boost in tourism and local establishments now proudly displayed UFO-themed merchandise. <laughs> In 2001, a water tank fashioned like a UFO, known as the Nave Especial de Virginia, or, quote, Virginia spacecraft, unquote, in Portuguese, was constructed in Virginia. There were interviews conducted with the girls involved in the Virginia incident. However, it's unclear how many interviews were conducted and by whom. The reports on the incident mention that the girls shared their account of the creature encounter with local authorities, but further details of their interviews haven't been documented. 
It's also worth noting that the credibility of the claims made by the girls and other witnesses is still debated among skeptics and believers in the paranormal community. Now, here's the really crazy part that I was excited to tell you. So, there are reports claiming that during the investigation, Marco Elecherisi, a military police officer, died due to the effects of interacting with an extraterrestrial being from that crash. It said that the Brazilian police and military apprehended at least two aliens during the incident and one creature scratched one of the officers, I'm assuming Marco, infecting and killing him before meeting its demise, along with its fellow extraterrestrial companions. The United States Air Force reportedly seized the alien remains and transported them to an undisclosed location. The documentary Moment of Contact dives into the alleged crash and deception that occurred during the Virginia incident and proposes that video footage of a captured alien entity may exist. Isn't that crazy, guys? The fact that there is an account that someone actually died from being in contact. It was, I think what I had heard was the guy was carrying the alien and being that it was like somewhat out of it from the crash, it accidentally scratched him. And then, like I just told you, it, it got him infected somehow and the infection spread and he passed from it but i mean that's just crazy that there's documentation about you know that not only just from roswell that we hear there were aliens taken to a, an undisclosed location even though there's reports that it was a base i think in ohio but um it just blows my mind. It just blows my mind. But the incident has been known as a well-kept secret by many officials. And here is a question for you all real quick. How is the U.S. allowed to just waltz into another country and seize another country's investigations? The more I learn about politics and government, the more I'm learning like, wow, high up officials some citizens really think we're the shit and um no we're not i don't think i was taught in school about a world order document that says the u.s can just butt its nose into any country's business at any time if you know something that i don't know i want you to leave a note in the comment section of either um the post on Instagram about this episode coming out or in the comment section of underneath where you listen to the episode at. I, I wanna kinda know if I didn't, it, if I missed something in school, I want you to educate me. So if there's something where our military is just allowed to walk in and confiscate everything of another military's investigation, let me know, cause I'm very interested. So now, not only was Carlos re-interviewed for this documentary, the three girls, now women, were re-interviewed as well. 
So this is a little bit about what they had said with their encounter with the aliens. So remember, after the crash happened a few hours later, the girls were walking, taking a shortcut, as I had mentioned earlier. And this is what they said when they came upon the alien. It looked a little distressed um, in that it appeared it was sweating. It was very hot that day, and it, it gave us the impression that it was suffering from the, uh, the heat, a hot sun, the way that the skin looked. Um, it, uh, I, I said to my other friends, guys, look at that, and the creature turned around. We all saw the eyes, and that's when the being took off running, and when it turned around, we only saw the eyes. Uh, they looked like uh, slits. But they couldn't see, we couldn't see a normal mouth, like, like ours, like human. And then one of the other women had said that the eyes weren't very big, not like human size, nor were they even human shaped. Um, they said that it, it didn't look human, nor was it an animal. And, uh, you know, when they grew up seeing so many UFO movies, alien movies, they they definitely, from what they see, it, it looked like it was a being from another planet. So, wrapping this all up, I do highly suggest that you watch Moment of Contact. I find it um, a very good documentary, especially when it involves, um, you know, interviewing people that... They have seen an alien being, not only that, but that the government has documents that they picked up alien beings. And again, there was someone that died from a scratch from an alien being. Now, in my research, I didn't come across any official government funding specifically allocated for UFOs in Brazil. However... Brazil does have several organizations and groups dedicated to researching and investigating UFO sightings and related phenomena. And um, I would, again, like to ask the question to all of you. Leave me some thoughts in the comments, whether it's on my Instagram, TikTok, comments of the episode itself. I want to know, do you think that because I don't want to just ask you, do you think there are alien beings? That's too easy to answer because a lot of times it's a no. But I want to ask it to you like this. Do you think that we are the only humanoid species to be worth a breath in this cosmos? Because with all the division that I'm seeing in this country. Um, this is the worst way that I've seen our country in the past three years in my entire life. Um, the crime, the murders, the raping, the human trafficking, the drug trafficking, um, the, divi the division of pointing fingers you know division no unity anymore it's all oh, you did this you did that if you honestly think that we're as good as it gets 
then you need to sit down and have a long discussion with yourself. But I want you to answer me that. I want you to answer me, do you think that we are as good as it gets in this cosmos? That's how I want to ask the question to you. So, um, a couple quick updates. Please remember to go to theconversationcabin.podbean.com. At the top of my website, it says cabin crew member. Click on it. Sign up for email subscription to where you can become a cabin crew member and get a monthly newsletter that's filled with a scary story updates on the Conversation Cabin podcast, including episode schedules, live episode schedules as well, um, special co-host, guests coming on to the show, um, giveaways, contest, uh, series coming up, all great information. So please sign up. Also, um, I just want to say all my lovely friends across the pond, all different countries, my goodness, I have been floored. Recently, I've seen Bangladesh, Morocco. Oh my gosh. I mean, everyone from across the pond, I love you so much for letting me come into your lives overseas and letting me tell you a story I appreciate you all so, so very much. And, um, you know, add me, Instagram, TikTok. Make sure that you um, click on auto-download so you do not miss a new episode of the Conversation Cabin podcast every Tuesday and Saturday at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern. I want to give a shout-out to the Paranormal Friends on Instagram. Leanne, love you, buddy. Uh, David from Down the Rabbit Hole, my friends, Courtney Haunts Podcast, Vicky, Mrs. Spooky Obsessed Podcast, Amanda, One Nothing Podcast. Uh, go check them out. You can find them on Apple, Spotify. Again, make sure that you're clicking the, um, you know, auto download so you don't miss any of their new episodes as well. Um, Natasha, Twisted Chamber Podcast, go check her out as well. Um, let's see, our FN podcast, go check out Sonia Yer. He actually does a podcast where it's thoughts. I mean, what he's thinking about a certain subject, really great discussion. Uh, I, I love his podcast. So go check him out as well. Um, let's see, uh, cryptid warfare podcast. If you love everything, cryptid, paranormal, Bigfoot, Dogman. Go check their podcast out. Um, Zook and Drewski, great guys. I was actually on their podcast before. And um, my gosh, are they so fucking funny. And then we have um, Kevin from Where the Weird Ones Are. Um, I was actually on an episode that dropped on his podcast today. It was a Conspiracy Theory Tuesday with um, two other girls, Vicky and Jenny. Oh my God, they're so funny. We had such a great conversation. So go check uh, Kevin's podcast out today too, where that episode dropped. And let's see, other than that, um, I think that's about it. If, you know, if I have any updates that I missed, I'll throw out a live episode just to do some updates. But other than that, I love every single one of you. Guys, I hit 
5,000 downloads last week. And guess what? I'm already at over 5,500 downloads. Like, what is going on? You're all blowing my mind. So please, if you haven't left me a review or rating, consider doing so. Um, Tell me what you think. It only just helps me get better and get out there. Also, um, I just started Patreon. So for $3, that little three bucks a month, that is one of your cup of coffees a month, people. Help me. I am trying to get better editing software. I'm trying to get someone that I can get um, like locally or, you know, a little Instagram small business to team up with me doing merchandise. Um, So and here's the thing. If you help me get to my goals, I will give you a piece of free merchandise when I get that started. So no contest or giveaway. I'm just going to give you a piece of merchandise for free Um, because that's what I want to do. You're my family. You're helping me do this. This is, I didn't get into this for money or to become fame and fortune popular, all of that. I did it because I love writing stories. I love telling stories. I love acting out stories. So what better way to do it than on a podcast, right? So other than that, I'm rambling. I love you all. Until next time, cabin crew, explore. You're strange.